On a Sunday morning in 1974, paleoanthropologist Donald Johansson and his expedition team were out on a search in the Afar region of eastern Ethiopia. They were scouting an area where a pig skull had been found earlier. But Johansson had also been inspired by an intriguing fossil he had picked up in the same area a year prior, a knee joint that locked straight, which is a human trait that allows us to walk upright. At first, I thought it was just from a monkey, maybe a baboon, but it went together in a way that uh, didn't look like any monkey. The knee generated great interest in the scientific community. And the following year, Johansson and his team returned to Hadar to continue their research. As the team was preparing to walk back to their car, Johansson bent down to pick up what looked like a bone fragment. When he looked more closely, he saw that it was from an elbow joint that resembled the skeletal anatomy of a human. This was the first piece of hundreds to come that would eventually lead to the oldest human fossil discovery at the time. That it looked to me like it came from an ancient human. That was all we had at the beginning. But as we began to, as you heard, look up the slope and saw other fragments that were mapping them in here, we realized that we had part of a skeleton. And that skeleton is now known as Lucy, of course, named after the Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And here She has got her Ethiopian name as well. That's Dinkanesh. Dinkanesh is her Ethiopian name. That's Heymanot Kasaye, the director of the Ethiopia Pavilion at Expo 2020 Dubai, where an exact replica of Lucy is being showcased for visitors. When you enter into the first section of the pavilion, you'll immediately have a look at the amazing replica of Lucy. Lucy is there at the center. She is ancient. She's our great-great-grandmother of all of us. And that's why she's here to greet and meet her grandsons and granddaughters in Dubai. Dinkanesh, or Lucy as she's known around the world, is over three million years old and stood at only a meter. She's an Australopithecus afarensis, an early human species named after the Afar region in Ethiopia where her bones were found. At the time of her discovery, she was the oldest and most complete early human ancestor ever found. 40% of her body is found. It's a big experience. This story should be uh, told to the people, to the, to the world. When the visitors are coming, we're telling the story of the Lucy. When kids stop by the pavilion, Haimanot says they are always so eager to meet Lucy. Some of the visitors may have already heard or read about her, but are still stunned to see her, or at least a replica of her. So what is it that makes our prehistoric origins so fascinating to us? Why do we go to such great lengths to visit and document the ancient skeletal remains of an ancestral human species? And what is the significance of curating this moment in our past at Expo 2020 Dubai? I'm Noon Saleh, and this is Inside Expo, an official podcast of Expo 2020 Dubai, where history is being made.
From the beginning, when we set our story in the Expo 2020 Dubai, we're saying that the team is Ethiopia is the land of origins and opportunities. Why the origins? Because we are the origin for humankind, the cradle of humanity. When we say the cradle of humanity, it is based on the science that, that Lucy is found in, in Ethiopia. You know, we all are from Ethiopia. <laughs> so that's why we're saying the cradle of humanity. You know, when you are the head of the family, you have to take care of everything. Not to be confused with the cradle of humankind in South Africa, a self-proclaimed name to the site that produced a large number of some of the oldest hominin fossils to date. Africa is where the oldest human fossils have been found to date. But there is some contention over the exact location of where we can trace them back, mostly because of geological shifts of Earth over time. This story makes our culture, our norm, our manner, all this has its own meaning on our own life, on our own culture. We have to admire and live with our originality that shapes the world. The Ethiopia Pavilion is designed in a way that pays homage to this concept, that the past informs our present. Visitors follow a journey from the country's ancient past. We are showcasing our ancient coins. And we have also stone tools, which was used 2.6 million years back. So that's why we're saying that we're the origin of technology. In the next part of the pavilion, you can see a more modern translation of where the country is today. It's all about investment opportunity, different agricultural products that we are offering to the world. And then a true taste of culture. Our culture is more demonstrated in terms of coffee. So coffee is our life. We have three steps in coffee. We normally drink three cups at the same time. And it's, it's not only drinking, but also a symbol of respect and love to people. What makes all these milestones so significant, Heimanat explains, is that they all stem from a specific point in time, from the so-called cradle of humanity. When people uh, are coming to see and meet Lucy, they are looking at every aspect of Lucy. What, what was she eating? She was living uh, in, the, in the forest. Uh, she was good in climbing. We know she was between 12 and 18 years old when she died. We also know she survived on a plant-based diet and spent most of her time climbing trees. And now we can actually see what she looked like. We can peer through a glass case at a World Expo and see pieces of her, a literal window into the past. When we think of our past, you know, that's our, our base. So that is uh, our, you know, kind of power to do more. We have a very uh, interesting archaeological sites in, uh, in Serbia. All of them part uh, of the more or less same age, like we're speaking about over seven to 10,000 years ago. And uh, one archaeological site is called Lepinski Vir. Uh, and it is located approximately, let's say, two hours driving from the capital cities on the river Danube. This is Igor. 
Igor Kovacevic, Pavilion Director, Republic of Serbia Pavilion at the Expo 2020 Dubai. It was on that site, by the River Danube, where researchers uncovered the remains of a prehistoric man from 10,000 years ago. What the local scientists did, uh, they managed to actually uh, identify the genome in the skull. And from this genome, they have been in a position to understand, for example, what was the color of the skin, uh, what was the color of the eyes or the hair. They were also able to determine he was male, that his diet mainly consisted of fish, and he was about 50 years old when he died. But then they realized, okay, we know so much about him, but we actually do not know how he looked like. This is where it gets really interesting. They did a 3D scanning and a mapping of the face and actually combined all these with a special uh, technology. And we actually, for the first time ever, now see how the prehistoric man looked like. It turns out he looked a lot like modern humans. He stood at about a meter 78 tall and weighed 70 kilograms. Still, there is this ancient human who lived and died, and not only can we imagine him, but we can engage with him. This is when the meta-human technology comes. Once we did the scanning, we actually put that in the so-called metaverse. It's like a digital environment or a virtual environment. And the simple iPhone now gives our visitors opportunity to actually communicate with them. Uh, basically, the guy will uh, uh, interpret your facial recognition and basically you will walk the shoes of the uh, prehistoric man. So he will do whatever you do when you speak, uh, if you kiss, if you move your neck left and right, he will actually uh, do the uh, same. What makes this experience so surreal is that visitors are, in a sense, communicating with someone who existed thousands of years ago. This is what he would have actually looked like a true model of a real person. That's why, you know, the story of the prehistoric man is a very strong. I think that this will actually add value to the current uh, way how the museums or, or tourism destinations or the galleries uh, communicate with their uh, people. So we actually now combine multiple sources of the scientific information in order to create a full, uh, full story the position he was buried in, uh, together with the items that were actually found in the, in the grave, make him completely different in comparison to the others. Because of this, we know he was an important person in his society, likely a healer of some sort. And so when you come face to face with this virtual being on the expo grounds, you're also reading his story and a story of human civilization. World Expos have a long history of being a birthplace of innovation. And this meta-human technology will undoubtedly have a place in our not-too-distant future. In fact, Igor says soon it will be integrated within our internet browsers, where we'll be able to build our own meta-avatars and experience the world through their eyes. Yet here we are, seeing it used for the very first time as a way to travel into the past. Our story... Uh, drives people throughout the spaces, uh, dimensions, uh, and over 10,000-year-old uh, story about uh, uh, Serbia. 
Uh, Serbian Pavilion is actually located in the mobility district and being in the mobility district we actually try to focus on these mobility aspects but not in physical way like logistics and stuff but more in a way of the human capital and the human circulation around the globe because the human capital is the most important for us. Under the theme of ideas that changed and are changing humanity, the pavilion showcases elements from the prehistoric Vinča civilization that thrived in what we know today as modern-day Serbia. Their impact, however, is global. Known as the oldest Neolithic civilization in Europe, the Vinča people included migrating populations in their midst, and they were also very advanced. Uh, Vinča had major achievements that actually shaped completely the future prosperity of the, not just of their civilization, but of the global world. For example, for that period of time, they had a very well-developed uh, agriculture and farming. Uh, they had the first urban settlements uh, with the streets that have 90 degrees angles. The very important thing for them is that they never went to a war. So very peaceful civilization. And perhaps the biggest achievement of all, Igor says... Maybe it's not right, but I like to call it still the first industrial revolution because they have actually invented the melting of the metal. These impressive feats of humanity from ages ago become a sort of reference point for how far we've come today. Even take one of the church in Ethiopia, which is registered in UNESCO. This is Haimanot again. She's talking about the church of Rock Hewn in the heritage site of Lalibela. They start building from the roof, from the top to down. So the building was very amazing. People were building such without having any engineering knowledge, but they have traditionally indigenous knowledge. History is often viewed through objects, textbooks, artifacts, and the like. And while these are crucially important to our understanding, When we curate the past through Lucy or the prehistoric man, we remember that it's not material at all. It's human. As visitors navigate the Expo 2020 Dubai site and explore one pavilion after the other, marveling at the modern architecture that contains snapshots of the past, they may find themselves wondering why. Why this fascination with our prehistory? Why do we work so hard to preserve it? And why here? We need not to forget that the Expo is also about education and entertaining people. So we put this together, so we call it edutainment, you know. The technology gives you an opportunity to make this kind of the exhibitions or, uh, or presentations more interactive, more, you can change them almost on a daily basis. So actually the story and the storytelling never, never ends. In order for us to understand who we are today, uh, especially in the current geo-economical, political situation and similar, we need to understand uh, the past because, you know, history taught us that things are repeating, you know. And uh, if you're actually much more smart, then we will not make uh, uh, mistakes. Our prehistory, not only for Ethiopia, but for the world, it has a big impact. And not only for the present, but also for the future as well. How they were, you know, maintaining their surrounding, how they were building um, their area, how they were maintaining different things. So what are we going to put for our next generation? 
Inside Expo takes you behind the scenes at Expo 2020 Dubai, sharing our stories and others across the 170-year history of this global event. Learn more by visiting virtualexpodubai.com. Inside Expo is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. We release episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.